welcome to another episode of NFL Feeling It. I'm your host, Jimmy Dean, bringing you all of my thoughts, tips, and predictions to the 2022 NFL season with my own little spin on things. We go for gut feelings on this show, and I welcome you to another episode. Week seven already we're up to. Cannot believe it. Um, Firstly, before we get into it, let's go back to week six. Just have a bit of a check on how things are going here. Did I get my lock? The Chargers and the Broncos? I did. I did. But uh, boy, did I have to work through it. It wasn't the most exciting game. Um, It was a, a muffed punt by the Broncos special teams that ended up bringing the Chargers a field goal victory from their injured kicker, um, Justin Hopkins. What else did we get with? I actually got the the actual final score of the Ravens-Giants. I tipped the Giants to beat the Ravens 24-20, so I'm giving myself a couple of ticks for that one. It's not going to happen every week, I can assure you. Um, And I got 10 out of 14, which is by far the best I've ever done, so um, I'm pretty happy. Uh, Things are going up good week to be me we got a few teams on by this week week seven we got the minnesota vikings philadelphia eagles los angeles rams and the buffalo bills resting up this week so you don't get to see the eagles or the bills this week what is the point of watching the nfl you might think well we got some good games coming up let's kick things off right away with our thursday slash friday morning game We are kicking things off with the New Orleans Saints traveling to Arizona to play the Cardinals um, as our first game of Week 7. The Saints, they're still a bit of a mystery to me offensively. You never know what you're really going to get. It's a completely different ball game when Jameis Winston has the ball as opposed to when Andy Dalton has the ball, uh, as opposed to when Taysom Hill has the ball. Even when you know he's going to run, uh, he still seemingly can't be stopped. Um... I don't know, it keeps it exciting, it keeps it fresh, especially for this um, first game of the week. They still are competing each and every week, even though they lost last week against the Bengals. It was borderline game of the week, it was really exciting stuff. Um, Under the bright lights, we'll see how they go against the Cardinals, who are, at the moment, just wallowing in mediocrity. They're getting nothing done. They had no offensive touchdowns at all last week, Um, and they're they're not that pleasant to watch considering Cliff Kingsbury was meant to be some sort of offensive guru, and he brought in his quarterback, Kyler Murray, who, yes, he can do some magical sort of stuff, but he can't do it regularly enough to be relied upon, and nor should he. He gets DeAndre Hopkins back uh, from suspension this week, as well as new addition Robbie Anderson from the Carolina Panthers. Will it be enough? I'm not sure. There's still big questions for the coaching and the play calling. Uh, I've got the Saints winning this week. 26 to 17. They've just been more consistent throughout the whole season, and I see that rolling on this week. To Monday, let's travel to Baltimore, where the Ravens will host the Cleveland Browns. AFC North divisional matchup. Good stuff. We've got some good running backs in this game. That might be all the positives for the Cleveland Browns at the moment. Jacoby Brissett is starting to struggle at quarterback. Uh, they can run the ball, just do it more often. Chubb and or Kareem Hunt, two of the best running backs uh, combinations in the league. Just run, run, run. Make that your identity, especially while you don't have a, a solid quarterback. Um, they've got one of the worst defenses, so they can't really afford to put up big points because um, then they're relying on the the passing game, which isn't really their strongest suit. So they just need to run. 
Um, the Ravens, on the other hand, they're, they're not as mysterious as they used to be. Um, Lamar Jackson is still balling every week, but they've given up three big leads in the past six games, and it's starting to become a problem. Um, having said that, the divisional game at home, it'll be a huge loss for them if they go down to the Browns here. Um, even though their scoring has stagnated a little bit, I'm expecting the Ravens to come back in a big way. I've got them winning 31-24 to after a, a Browns comeback that just falls short. Ravens will be the winners. The Carolina Panthers hosting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in an NFC South divisional matchup. The Panthers seem to be a complete shambles at the moment. Um, the moment really hit home when you saw Robbie Anderson arguing with the offensive line coach, um, head coach on the sidelines, and he got escorted off, and they said, thanks, but no thanks, we'll see you later. He traded the very next day um, to the Cardinals, so thanks for your time, Robbie Anderson. Um, it wouldn't surprise me to see Christian McCaffrey next on the trade block, okay? Um, it seems like they're in full rebuild mode now. Is Sam Darnold ready to take up the reins? Is he back from injury? Will it be Baker Mayfield again? Will it be PJ Walker? Will it really matter against the Buccaneers' defense, who are still being really solid um, considering their offensive woes? They need to steady the ship against the Panthers here, the Bucs. Uh, Tom Brady's been the talk of the town since attending Robert Kraft's wedding. Uh, all this sort of stuff that really shouldn't matter and hasn't been a problem for Brady in the past. After a shock loss to Pittsburgh, I'm not seeing it happening two weeks in a row. That would really sting them. Uh, as I said, still really good defense. Nothing fancy. They'll just win this and they'll move on. They'll be beating the Panthers 21-10 to this week. Another NFC South team that was flying last week against the 49ers. We've got the Atlanta Falcons, the Dirty Birds, traveling to Cincinnati to play the Bengals. Um, both sides 3-3 three and three at the moment, and you sort of feel like they're both on the rise. Um, Falcons, as I said, great win. They are capable of winning. They're capable of putting up the points. They never seem to give up. They've got a lot of heart. They're fun to watch. They're a better rushing side than the Bengals. Um but I would suggest for them to get a quick lead and then lean on the running game because if they're forced to play catch-up, they might struggle to force Mariota into those throws. The Bengals, on the other hand, showed a lot of grunt against the New Orleans Saints. It was a back-and-forth contest, and they came out on top. Play that game again, and it might turn out differently, um, but you never know when the Bengals favor this week. They're playing their second NFC South team in a row, is it going to be a bit of a sweep for them this year? I could probably see them beating the Panthers and the Bucks this year as well. Falcons might be the hardest of the lot. Uh, I'd love to see more deep passes from Joe Burrow to target T. Higgins and Jamar Chase. Their passing has not been as exciting as last week, and that's the sort of gameplay that got them into the Super Bowl in the first place. So um, Atlanta are vulnerable in the secondary, so take advantage of it, and you should win. I've got them winning by two points here, 23-21. to 21. This next game is intriguing, if somewhat predictable. You've got the Detroit Lions coming off their bye week, um, which before that, of course, they were shut out against the New England Patriots, I believe. And then you've got the Dallas Cowboys, who might have Dak Prescott back after a five, six-week absence. Um, and so, of course, on paper, Dak comes back and saves the day, sends the struggling Lions 
um, on their way. But is it going to be that simple? You know, the, the Detroit Lions, did they get their defense in order during the bye week? Will it be enough? Are they still capable of scoring big um, against this Cowboys defense? I highly doubt it. Uh, I think the Cowboys are a poor opponent for the Lions to come back to. Dak Prescott coming back. Is he going to be the spark that ignites this Cowboys offense, which hasn't really flown? Uh, the defense has really been holding their own against their opponents so far. They'll have put more defensive pressure on Jared Goff and the Lions. Um, I'm predicting the Cowboys to to hit their highest score of the year, which is only 28. They haven't scored more than that. Um, the Cowboys' highest score has currently been 25. So with Dak, expect a lot more. Uh, Lions, 17. Cowboys, 28. This next game is why I enjoy watching the game of NFL. This time last year, you probably would have tipped the Jacksonville Jaguars to take care of the New York Giants, in both in rebuild mode. This time four weeks ago, you would have tipped the Jags to beat the Giants for sure. This week, I don't know. We just don't know. The Giants are still heavily relying on Saquon Barkley, but having said that, Daniel Jones does not have many weapons to use, to throw to, but he's certainly doing all he can with them, which is saying more than what Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady can do when their big receivers are out. It always falls on, well, Rodgers has got no one to throw to. Well, Brady's targets are all gone. Jones, he hasn't been given that luxury. He's just getting the job done in New York City. The Jags, on the other hand, they've shown some bright sparks here. Um, They've been holding teams to low scores, which has been good, but they're still getting too many mistakes, especially from Trevor Lawrence, who just seems to be on the cusp of breaking through, but he doesn't quite seem to get there yet. I think he'll continue to struggle this week against the Giants, who are flying thanks to Brian Dable and Wink Martindale in defense. Um, Giants 24 to the Jags 20 in Duval. Bit of sense of deja vu here for this next one. The Indianapolis Colts go to Tennessee to play the Titans. Yeah, that's right. It was only three weeks ago when these two teams played um, and the Titans beat the Colts there. Um, But have the Colts found their mojo? Finally, with Matt Ryan, after six weeks, they went from drab to fab during their game last week against the Jacksonville Jaguars. It was really borderline game of the week stuff. Um, Heck of a play at the end there by Matt Ryan. Um, beautiful throw, um, and it was really good. It was exciting. You know, they went from playing Denver Broncos in what was billed as one of the most boring games ever to one of the most exciting against the Jags. Let's see more of that, Colts. I know that that's what the fans want. That's what people expected coming into this season. Uh, the Titans coming off their bye. Uh, they're still seeming to rely on Derrick Henry, but he's not the same old Derrick Henry who dominates teams from start to finish. They need a little bit more from Ryan Tannehill. Uh, they're uh, secondary still not the best. Titans won last time, but as I said during that game, I like to give each team a win each year. So it looks like it's the Colts' turn, and they're going to be winning this one 26-18. to 18. Let's move on to the NFC, where the Washington Commanders play host to the Green Bay Packers. The Commanders have been in the news for all the wrong reasons this week. Current owner Dan Snyder has been a huge distraction after all these sort of allegations come out. And then you have the Colts owner, Jim Ursay saying he should sell the team and he's no good. Uh, by the way, the, the Colts and the Commanders play next week, and I'm, I'm really hoping for a bit of uh, bitchiness between two sides. That'll be great behind-the-scenes drama. But getting back to this week, 
Uh, Carson Wentz is out for four or five weeks. He fractured his finger during last week's game against the Bears. So Taylor Heineke will come in, and he showed a bit of spark in his last few starts for the Commanders um, or the football team or whatever you wanted to call them back then. Uh, So that should be exciting. Is it going to be enough to juice the team to a win against the Packers, who have really been struggling on offense and defense against, admittedly, two teams that seem to be on the up and up. So um, there seems to be a lot of panic in the streets after two straight losses, which has never happened before under the Matt LaFleur era in Green Bay. But wins do settle everything. And I think if the Packers can beat the Commanders here, things will start to settle down, and it might be a case of, okay, things are okay um, up in the Midwest there. And the New York teams do seem to be on their way up, which is, um, there's no honorable losses in this game, of course, but losing to the Commanders, then it'll start to be panic stations. That'll be devastating for the Packers. So I don't see it happening. I see Aaron Rodgers and his crew writing the ship 26-17 to this week. Speaking of fiery New York teams, we got the baby New York Jets traveling to Denver to play the Broncos. Oh boy, we get to watch them again. At least it's not in prime time, thankfully. Yeah, the baby Jets, they're all over it. Sauce Garden, they're wearing a cheese head, um, foam hat after their win against the Packers. Um, Yeah, interesting stuff. Crazy win for them. It's the Wilson Bowl, by the way. Which Wilson will win when Wilson plays Wilson? Oh boy, say that again three times in a row real fast. Um, Will they come back down to earth against the Broncos? I don't know. I mean, the Jets are in a good spot right now. They're flying on confidence. Got a lot of young players, as I said, Sauce Gardner, uh, Brees Hall, the running back. They need more from the passing game, though, for me to really be convinced. I need more from Zach Wilson, more than 110 passing yards, like last week. Let's go to Denver now, where they just have the worst-looking offense in the whole league, considering you got offensive mastermind Nathaniel Hackett as the head coach and Russell Wilson, of all people. It's just not clicking at all for a number of reasons. Russell Wilson now all of a sudden has an injured hamstring slash shoulder slash whatever he says after another loss. Uh, the defense is still good, luckily for them. But they uh, it seems like they're bringing other teams down with them. So I don't expect a blowout here. I expect the Jets to get home in a sloppy field goal fest for the Broncos. Four field goals. That's what I'm tipping for Denver this time. No touchdowns, whereas the Jets will be winning 20 to 12. The Houston Texans go to Las Vegas to play the Raiders in our next game. Both teams coming off a bye. Uh, The Raiders, they are averaging more scores than the Texans. They're letting in more scores, but they're also scoring higher. So how many more times can I say score, I wonder? Um, After having the bye week to sort things out, maybe they needed that just to get their offense on track. Um, Devontae Adams and uh, Derek Carr, have they clicked like they were supposed to? Even Darren Waller um, just hasn't really worked. They've been their own worst enemy in terms of penalties as well and poor mistakes, which have cost them a few games. They're just losing, though, by you know, under one score in most of their losses. They haven't been great, but they might get enough done for the Texans, who still seem like a little bit of a nothing team without an identity at the moment. Damian Pierce is shining at running back, but Davis Mills isn't really lighting up the scoreboards. I'm not sure what they might have worked on in the bye. Uh, They might have just been focused for this game and nothing else. If that's the case, they should put up a fight, but I still see the Raiders 
coming out on top 24 to 16 in Las Vegas, baby. The LA Chargers host the Seattle Seahawks in our next West Coast matchup. The Seahawks, they can score points. We know that. Geno Smith can get the job done. The problem is their leaky defense. They've got some star recruits in defense, but they're just they're getting too many points, especially against the rush. Um, I'm looking for the Chargers to exploit their defense there. Could be a really exciting sort of shootout game. It's borderline game of the week stuff here. Um, if the Chargers can let Russell Herbert cook, there's still uh, questionable play calling going on. Um, there's no long throw. It's sort of similar to the Bengals, you know. We, we had so much hope and um, aspirations for these two young quarterbacks and these exciting teams, and they seem to have stripped it back a bit while still doing those questionable fourth play calls, which are almost costing your team games. I don't know. It's not all clicking for either team here. The Chargers still keep getting the wins on the board, though, luckily. Uh, Austin Eckler, he's great. I expect more from him in the running game, but I want to see Mike Williams make some more plays. Okay, some more toe drag swag from Mike Williams. I think the Chargers will win this one, 31 to 26 in a good game. The Kansas City Chiefs travel to San Fran to play the 49ers up next. I expect a lot of red in this game, just a sea of red. Um, Patrick Mahomes, his misfire at the end of the game last week against the Bills cost them the game. Let's be brutally honest here. Uh, Josh Allen was the better quarterback in that matchup. But i got a feeling Mahomes is going to be the better quarterback for this game and many more this year. I'm expecting a huge bounce back for them. Travis Kelsey, he's going to hit three touchdowns. Not as good as his four TD effort a few weeks ago, but he'll get three, the hat trick. The 49ers... They let Atlanta score 28 against them, against the previously best defense in the comp. This defense has got 9 out of 11 starters that did not play. Okay, that's barely your team. I think KC could easily put up a 40-burger on them here. they got too many holes in the defense. they got no chance of their offense keeping up as well. So I'm expecting the Chiefs to win and win big, 43-24. to 24. And you know what? I'm feeling confident I'm actually going to lock up this game. Chiefs to beat the Niners. That's my lock, baby. Bring it home. Moving on, let's go to Miami. Let's go down south. The Dolphins host the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Steelers, who just upset the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they're used to winning in Florida now. That's what they do. That's their history. You can't get past the steel curtain. On paper, the Dolphins probably have this. But uh, the Steelers' defense would be switched on, especially after last week. They're going to put a lot of pressure on the quarterback. Now, let's talk about the Dolphins' quarterback here. Since Tua went down, their scores, final scores have been 15, 17, 16. That's not going to win you too many games. Whoever their quarterback might be, I think Tua's meant to be coming back, but whoever it is, they're going to play conservatively. They're going to try and protect their quarterback at all costs. They can't afford any more injuries. The Steelers know this. I expect Mike Tomlin to be an absolute dog here and exploit it. They're going to pressure whoever's back there. There's going to be fireworks. I'm expecting a bit of a fight to break out in this game. It's going to be dirty. They've got their own quarterback questions as well. Um, Pickett, Kenny Pickett should start. Mitch Trubisky came in and saved the day after he got, was it concussion? You know, is he going to miss out? Pickett. So whoever quarterback is going to play for either team, it's not really going to make a difference. I'm picking a bit of an upset here. I'm going with the Steelers to make it two in a row down in Florida. 21 to beat the Dolphins. 18. 
let's wrap things up here with our Monday game. Chicago Bears travel up to New England to play the Patriots. Both teams, no strangers to playing in the cold here, so that shouldn't be an advantage to the Patriots, especially this early in the season. Um, the Bears, Justin Fields is looking better. He's looking good. The problem is they just can't score in the red zone. Three, to- three times they took it down the red zone last week against the Commanders and came up short. It was so frustrating to watch. Uh, they should get there once this week, surely. Surely. But you're talking about Bill Belichick here, and he eats these types of games for breakfast. I've got a feeling that he's going to coach up and um, just dominate the Bears from start to finish. He's going to show no quarter. We talked about Mike Tomlin being a dog. This is this is the big dog right here, Belichick. Uh, whether, whether it's Bailey Zappi, Mac Jones, or Bill himself, it doesn't matter who's behind center for the quarterback at New England. They're going to win this one, 27-9. to nine. So there you have it. There's my week seven tips here. I'm feeling some good stuff here after a 10 out of 14 tip last week. Let's keep that ball rolling. Let's go for 11 out of 14. I got my lock with the Chiefs over the Niners. I got the upset with the Steelers and the Dolphins. And you know what? I hinted at it before, but I'm tipping the Seahawks Chargers to be the game of the week in a high-scoring shootout. Let's keep it going. Thanks again for listening. I hope you're enjoying it here at NFL Feeling It. It's certainly been a lot of fun so far. And my name is Jimmy Dean. And until next week, game on.